Hello, a little wiser listeners, and welcome Erica Gerard, my co-host for today. Hello. We are going to talk about last week's episode with Laura Cathcart Robbins on her story of addiction to Ambien. Mm-hmm. And we have lots to discuss about numbing, <laughs> about how we numb, why we numb. But Erica, what would you say, I think you're really good at distilling like the essence of an episode, the key message and theme. So listening to Laura's story of how she ended up addicted to Ambien and her path out, what would you say this, the heart of the episode is about? Well, I think there was a lot of takeaways from this episode, but the one that really stuck with me was the cost of not being who you are at the heart of it. And there's all kinds of ways that we cope And addiction is one of those ways just to numb out and not feel, turn off, whatever coping mechanism works for you. Some of them are healthier than others. (laughs) Yeah. It was this notion that to some extent, and I think everybody can relate to this on a different level of double life sounds dramatic, Mm -hmm. but in her case, she moves to LA. She's married to a sort of up and coming Hollywood hotshot. She's a black woman in a white world at, you know, a school where her children are some of the only very few black kids and this um, keeping it all up, you know, being involved and, you know, running the PTA and showing up for the field trip. And who she was on the inside was somebody who was craving a different life in a way. So the outside hustle of keeping up the facade and keeping it together was exhausting her. Well, I think that she did want that life originally. I think she just didn't know what it would truly entail. Like, she thought she wanted that life. And sometimes that happens to us, right? Like we think we want a certain life for whatever reasons, maybe as a child, like that notion was put into our heads of, you know, first you get married and then you have a family and then you move to the suburbs and then you, you know, have grandchildren or whatever it is. At some point that life starts to really not feel in alignment with who we really are. I'm not saying always, but sometimes that happens. It It felt like all these little micro moments in her inner world were adding up. And she was exhausted by being a mom of two young boys and not sleeping and trying to keep it all together. I think race played into it. I think parenting played into it. I think expectations are what she assumed the expectations in an outside world were. And it just eventually, you know, compiled and added up. But I know you have you you have some strong 
feelings about Ambien? Well, I have strong feelings about self-medicating in general um, because I did it for so long. And it's so easy to do. I mean, it's so easy to, well, let's talk about self-medicating culprit number one, like just drink, just get loaded and be and numb out. Then there's the Ativan crew who just numbs out to go to sleep. Then there's the, you know, all the barbiturates, all the downers and Ambien is just one of them. And I had a real moment with this episode. I actually edited this part out. So you're getting some secret non-edited info, intel. But at one point, Laura said that it wasn't Ambien that was the problem, that it was her who was the problem. And that just really stuck with me and it didn't feel right to me. Because these substances, we're not giving them enough credit for the addictive nature that they that they have, that they are addictive, that they are scheduled to controlled substances, with which means they have a high risk of being ab- abused. So I guess it's just a question of where are you putting the blame? Are you taking all the blame or is there some blame for these drugs themselves to bear. Well, yeah. And it's like, you know, well, it was your problem because you got addicted to the addictive substance. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like the problem is on the, the person like, oh, you really should have been able to not get addicted <laughs> to the addictive substance. And, and, Addiction as we use it in society is really, uh, you know, can be a big word, a loaded word, but we're all addicted. We're addicted to technology. We're addicted to all sorts of different things that allow us to numb out, to check out, to self-medicate, to handle our anxiety, to distract ourselves from our life. So it's, it's, it's all scale and it's important to distinguish, you know, severity and disease but i think numbing out and addiction is something that is probably universal to most people i mean probably not if you're like a buddhist monk but in modern society with anxiety and hustle and technology i i think numbing out is a problem oh i think it's a huge problem and it's only getting worse. I think the pressures of our everyday lives, the pressures of keeping up with not just trying to be like, make it to the top, not just trying to climb the wealth ladder, but just trying to get on the ladder, just trying to stay afloat can be exhausting in this capitalist society that we live in. We all feel the pressure of working long hours, uh, you know, having very little time to just be. And there's the pressures of always having to do and perform and consume and it, it can be a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. What are the ways that you have or have in the past numbed out? or 
checked out? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm sober now. I used to drink. Um, I never had any type of rock bottom where I just was like, okay, it's very clear I need to stop drinking. But I stopped drinking during COVID because it was not helping my marriage. It was not helping my life. My husband and I were fighting. I I felt like it was making me more depressed. It wasn't it wasn't doing me any solids. So um I decided to just stop drinking and I started educating myself about alcohol, reading really interesting books like This Naked Mind. That was a great book. Um The Joy of Sobriety, like all of these books about alcohol and just waking up to how I was using it essentially. And um I don't use it anymore, but I I still you know, I take gummies. I I like marijuana gummies. They help me relax. So take take what you can from that. Yeah. Is there other ways like work, busy, technology, food? I'm just giving a list of some of my <laughs> um but is, is there other ways? Because I think everyone would go to. No, I think it's relevant. It's it's true. There are so many ways. Um, phone addiction, totally numbing out, just zoning through Instagram. Um, there are so many ways that we are sleepwalking through our lives. And that, that is how I feel on Instagram. I will go and I am there and I am totally tuned out from everything and then it's like I wake up and feel like zombied out of life. Like, what did I just do? But totally. I think it's like a escape mechanism that leaves you feeling significantly emptier on the other end. Yeah, but you are you're pretty good at I know you're very vigilant about your self-care. Well, thing you brought up drinking. I did dry January last year and have not had a drink since. And looking back, so the reason I did it was, and you know about this, Erica, and I think we may be even talked about this in the podcast, but I went through a depression and anxiety, um, which I had been through before, but this one was unfamiliar to me. And it, frankly, it was scary to me. And so, you know, what's super helpful when you're anxious, um, you know, <laughs> a few glasses of wine will do the trick mm -hmm. until the next morning. And when your anxiety, as my therapist told me, it was like throwing gasoline on my <laughs> anxiety and depression. And when I did dry January, I realized that that was very true. I think I slept better. My anxiety was cut in half. And, you know, certainly for me too, already being on medication um, and then dealing with depression and anxiety, I, I guess I just had to be honest, especially if I'm openly talking about my mental health and taking care of it, that for me at this time, that's part of it because it leads to you know, a decline in my mental health. It's but, so true. But to go back to the numbing, I was for sure 
numbing, you know, the mental health stuff I was struggling with because it was painful. And living in a, you know, anxious, depressed body is something you legit would like to escape for a few hours. (laughs) Totally. But then you do. And it doesn't ever really, it doesn't work. Like it doesn't help. No, I would wake up in like a world of pain, you know, worse than the day before. I mean, I think the gasoline analogy was a good one. Mm-hmm. I do too. You have a good therapist. Can I have her number? Oh, yes. But I've numbed out on all sorts of things. Like, I don't know, or numbed out. I don't, I get confused. Like avoidance, numbed out. But definitely, which I'm sure is really relatable, like phone and social media. And then I think in the past, work and how much I worked was not healthy. And I'm sure there was some sort of avoidance there of just, you know, oh, if I'm so busy, I don't have to deal with this feeling or sit with, you know, this difficulty. And I worked in a (laughs) industry that celebrated that and was full of other people who were (laughs) avoiding with, you know, 20 hour days or whatever it was. No, that's not true. Then you would only sleep four hours. I don't know. 16 hour days. But your industry being in television and gosh, you know, I have to say like, I still reflect and think back on your career as a journalist and everything you've had the, the opportunity to do. And just, it's just seems so cool. Like, like, just like, oh, my God, what a cool experience to have had in life. And I I really minimize the fact that there was an addiction, in a sense, to that life. There's like, it, it's, it's, it's adrenaline, right? There, every day is just, you're, you're getting that next adrenaline hit with working the long hours, chasing the story, you know, getting the booking, whatever it is. And that also sounds incredibly exhausting. It's totally exhausting. And there is definitely a personality type. And, you know, my mom was a social worker in hospitals and she worked in shock trauma. And she said it's almost like people who work in ERs. There's a constant adrenaline and energy and you have to be able to not only, you know, sustain and survive, but to thrive in that environment. You're right. I mean, there have been points, especially early on, where I was like finding myself and just like, how am I even here? Like, you know, things were happening in the world and, you know, I was hopping on a plane to fly to them or really like exciting, you know, things we produce, were producing with artists and musicians and athletes. But there was 100% a cost for all of that. Can you say what that toll was for all of us who didn't get the opportunity to have a what is perceived to be a glamorous career? Um, I think it was complete exhaustion. Um, That was actually the only time I took Ambien was during that. I was not sleeping. And it was like, I had these gnarly dreams. I was like getting up in the middle of the night. My job had to be 
the first priority over anything and everything. So I would be at a 30th birthday of a friend or, you know, Graham and I had planned a weekend away for our fourth anniversary and you just literally walk out or say, you know, you've been there four hours and you say, I've got to go. I've got to get on the next plane out. So that's not healthy for your relationships. There's certainly a cost there to not be able to- It sounds so sexy though. Like you're on a date and you're like, (laughs) sorry, gotta go. Paris is calling. I mean- (laughs) There was like people yelling at me once I got something thrown back in the beta tape days. I got a beta tape thrown at my head in the editing room because people were stressed. Like there was lots of things that were not sexy. But there was lots of traveling and lots of adrenaline and, you know, enough enticing, interesting opportunities to make you, you know, handcuffed long enough. So that's do you think that careers that like that cause? Yes. Breakdowns cause mental for, health breakdowns for sure. Many jobs, not just in television and film, but any industry that I think is known for sort of that manic pace and exhaustive hours and just complete pressure. There's like lots of isms, right? There's like all there's workaholism. And then there's, you know, you see alcoholism. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think the human body is not wired for that. That's not how we evolved or were made to function or live. And so once it becomes no longer sustainable, you're either, you know, out. And that's obviously not everybody. There are certain people who maintain a healthy lifestyle and a healthy relationship. Um, But yeah, and, and to go back to Laura, it doesn't have to be a job that is exhausting. I mean, she had, her life was exhausting. And so... And how busy we have come and the expectations that we have put on ourselves and the pace at which we live. Yes. I think a lot of people are freaking exhausted. Agreed. Yes. We are doing too much with too much pressure and we're driving ourselves crazy. Literally. And I think a lot of people, yes. And I think anxiety is through the freaking roof. Through the roof. Through the freaking yeah. roof. Yeah, we don't really have the answers because we're not paid professionals. (laughs) But what is one or two things? You know what? I'm going to say because I think all of the answers, frankly, are true and annoying at the same time because everyone's like, meditate, journal, and all of these things help. But I'm going to say one is just being aware. Like, absolutely. The self awareness of, I'm moving too fast or I'm feeling anxious in my body. I'm numbing out with social media or Chardonnay or whatever your thing is and thinking about like what you can do to, you know, make a different choice that has a payoff that in the end is filling you up and allowing you to feel more well and fulfilled versus the negative on the other end. Yes. And like you said, and and that's a perfect segue into uh, our challenge for this week, this week's challenge. I didn't know. 
Well, you know, we've started having challenges on A Little Wiser. And so I would like to challenge our listeners to start to notice the ways that you numb out to your own life. Is there a particular time of day? Is there a particular errand or routine or relationship that has you turning? (laughs) Yes. May not be raising my hand. Yeah. So what, so, you know, start to notice the times when you're going to your, your vice and start asking why. Yes. I love that. And I think just being aware is like a wonderful, wonderful first step and starting place for anybody. So I love that challenge. Does this mean I can't online shop for the next two weeks until we do another a little wiser? You can. You just have to notice why you're doing it. Okay. Okay. Are you doing it because you really need a dress to wear to that occasion? Or are you doing it because you're bored and you're upset because your husband is late from work for the umpteenth time. I don't know that that's true. I just made it up. I don't even think he works. So 1950s. I'm buying buying a dress. Yes. Late for work. I have dinner on the table and his chilled martini and I'm furious. So you're furious. So you go online shopping. Oh, it's probably just like a like pretty cookbook or a tea towel or just random things like that. But you're looking for dopamine. You're wanting a dopamine hit. Yes, I am. Click, click. Yeah. All right. I love the challenge. I love our listeners. I love that we are launching this membership community to be wiser together. Yes. And we will be back with you soon. All right. Have a good week, everyone. You too. Take care of yourselves. Take care. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.